Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm still Charnel. And I'm Amber. <laughs> and we are wrapping up our paranormal activity week. We almost survived this Al- week. Almost. Uh, so close. I feel like if I could survive that last case that you oh, drugged sure. me through kicking and screaming, mm-hmm. I think maybe I can handle this one. You will be able to handle this case. I hear that you have an old-timey ghost. I do. I have a, an old um, 1800s ghost uh, story for you. Okay. So I thought this was a good way to wrap up the week because this is, I mean, yes, this is a, a t- true crime. We have some true crime, but right. it's got some justice to it. Mm. And I love me a story about a ghost bringing justice. Yeah, to okay. Her All right. the, oh, mm-hmm. it's that type of old timey ghost. Yes. Oh, see, those don't scare me nearly yeah, as I think much you'll do good with this as one. the crazy burning shit that you sent me <laughs> last time. <laughs> the burning feces. We won't bring up any feces this time. I make no promises. Yeah. But. Yeah. You're but okay. true, true. Fair. But you say what yeah. you want to say, Amber. <laughs> so to wrap up Paranormal Week, we have a very rare case of justice. And um, that light just that keeps flickering just still popped do, back still going on. Strong. <laughs> so this this ghost. Um, I just sounded like Sideshow Bob from <laughs> The Simpsons. You know what? You did. I, I dig it. I like it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <sighs> I might not edit that out. I <laughs> don't think you should. Don't take away Sideshow Bob from the people. But we are going to be discussing the Greenbrier ghost. Greenbrier ghost? She even sounds Ooh, fancy. Yes. Nice. Nice little ghost. Was that yeah. good? We should record that and use it in future paranormal <laughs> episodes. I'm so, going to, I'll put it in outtakes for our Patreon we should. members. Quick plug, we did start a Patreon mm-hmm. account, so if you'd like to subscribe and get a bunch of extra content. 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 Go ahead and go to crimecuriouspatreon.com. Yes, please. Okay. Back to this regular scheduled program. Yeah. (laughs) We're we're taking it back quite a bit to 1897. 1897. Oh, those were the days. Deep in the hills of Green Briar County, West Virginia. It even sounds... It sounds deep in the Doesn't hills. it sounds West Virginian? Very, I just, yes. I like it. The banjos playing. I like, like it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Elva Zona Heaster. I'm sorry. Say it again. <laughs> and I say it again. Elva Zona Heaster. I know it's a mouthful, and um, I'm going to mention that. El- Elva Zona Heaster. I know, I know that it's. It's a unique name. I know. All of those names are unique. So I actually had, I went back and forth a couple times. This case is old. There was a lot of different info. So I found information. They they referred to her as Alva. And then most of the things I found, they actually call her Zona. So I actually went back through and changed everything from Alva to Zona. Because in the end, we'll see that there's there's actually like a monument made toward her. And it's it has Zona on it. So okay. I'm like, I'm going Zona. All We're right, going yeah. 
I can get behind a Zona. Zona. Right. Elvazona Heaster. Elvazona Heaster. I like it. She was born in Greenbrier sometime around 1873. There's not a lot of right, right. specific um, info on her. They don't have an exact date of birth, which mm-hmm. I wanted for Elva. I wanted that for her, but I, I couldn't find one. So we do know that she was she was raised near Richland. And she gave birth to a child out of wedlock. And, of course, they would note that as of something course, that defines Elva. Of course, it's going to make it into the record books. <laughs> right. It's like, I couldn't find anything else, but she had a no. child out of wedlock. I have no idea if she has, you know, an upstanding personality and was really intelligent. But mm-hmm. we know that she shot a baby out of her body. Unwed. Unwed. Unholy. So. How dare her. I wish I had more to give you on Elva, but that's about all I have as far as her upbringing and childhood. Hmm. Not a lot out there. That really doesn't surprise me. This was a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, it was old timeies. In October of 1896, Zona met a man by the name of, I love the names in this case. They're phenomenal. Eurasmus Stribbling Trout Shoe. Can't make this up. I'm sorry, but you sounded like you had a bag of dicks in your mouth. <laughs> Well, it is Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Say it again. Eurasmus. Eurasmus. Stribbling. Stribbling. Trout. Trout. Shoe. Shoe. No. Oh, the old trout shoe. The old trout shoe. I gotcha. So other sources call him Edward. That's not good enough for me. No, of um, course not. Eurasmus it is. I'm actually going <laughs> to refer to him as shoe because it's just easier. So I do. You just went. From Ed to Eurasmus to Shoe. We're just calling you Jesus. Can we call him Trout Shoe? Because I don't know why, but I'm picturing fish on his feet. I'm okay with that. Yes. (laughs) We'll we'll go with that. Trout Shoe. Epic. God, you find the best cases. I I do tend to find some good names. Shoe had moved to Greenbrier looking for a fresh start, a chance at a better life. Sure. He wanted to work as a blacksmith, so he was looking, you know, around um, Greenbrier for Somewhere work. where he could change his name to Ed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just right. simple. I want to be Ed. I don't yeah. want all these I want to be Ed Shoe. And, yeah. yeah. Shoe found... <laughs> this name. I love the names. I just love them. Um, Shoe found work in the shop of one said James Crookshanks. God, I this, love Crookshanks. This case is a gift. This is a gift. Whoa. James um, Crookshanks. Yep. So he, he employed... Shoe as a blacksmith, I sure. believe. Yeah, Crookshanks was like trout shoe. Absolutely hired. <laughs> hired, yes. <laughs> no interview needed. No, you're you're in. Zona met Shoe shortly after he got into town. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he was quite a looker. And with a so, name like that, how could he not yeah, be? With, with a name like Eurasmus, yeah. she was like, "Damn, let me take my my Eurasmus off, or I don't. Know I'll show you do. my Eurasmus. <laughs> yeah, you know." She, yeah, I get it. Get it, Zona. Can we make that a word? Like, <laughs> yes. You want to see my Eurasmus? <laughs> I'm sorry. So I, I need a, to get it together. I have a leaky Eurasmus. I told it's you this, this case would bring you some chuckles. <laughs> he was a looker. Naturally, sparks flew. Emotions were out Between of control. Zona and Eurasmus. So the two of these uh, young lovers, they fell for each other pretty hard. Okay. They naturally were married very quickly. Mm-hmm. This was despite Zona's mother not loving her some shoe. Okay. Um, she felt like he was shady. She's like, I don't know, I don't know about this guy. He's a drifter. He's, he's got five names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got five names. We don't yeah. know where he comes from. Something smells fishy, trout shoe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're killing me over here. As you know, 
love prevails. Of course. So, we do not listen to Mama. Yeah. They So they married anyway. Yeah. And the couple lived blissfully, dot, 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 for a very short time. So Okay, so for briefly, they were happily they, ever they after. They briefly were happy, okay. very short-lived, because tragically, on January 23rd of 1897, Zona's body was discovered at her home by a young boy named Andy Jones, who had been sent out to the house by Shu to see if Zona needed anything from the store. Apparently, she wasn't feeling well that day. She was under the weather. Shu sent Andrew to go, or Andy, Mm -hmm. to go see if she needed anything. But unfortunately, he found Zona's lifeless body when he entered the home. Okay. She was lying at the foot of the staircase, stretched out. Her feet were together, and she had one hand on her stomach. Hmm. The boy was naturally horrified. Right. So he leaves the house right away to go find his mother and told her what happened. So Andy's mother is able to summon the coroner, who's also the local doctor of the town. And it's reported that he does not arrive for over an hour. Mm-hmm. Take your time, sir. Right. No rush. Right. Um, well, it's not like he could He probably jump had into to travel. His yeah. <laughs> car and speed on over there. And right. Rush over. Yeah. So, yeah, took him a little time. The coroner's name was George W. Knapp. By the time he arrived, Shu had carried his wife up the stairs. Oh, Trout Shoe, don't Tampering with this crime scene. Yeah. Sir, shame on you. Wow. So he had laid her on the bed and he redressed her himself. Mm. So a little creepy, a little, mm-hmm. you know. Eurasmus is smelling very fishy. Fishy, here. yeah. Even in the 1800s, this was some odd behavior because. Right. And I mean, they even knew in the 1800s not to tamper with right. mysterious deaths. Well, apparently it was a thing, too, that the women of the town were responsible to prop the bodies to change them. Oh, yes, because why wouldn't women have you yet have again a another vagina? horrible... You got, you got corpse duty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a time to be alive, right? So it was very unusual for a man to do something like this. Also just goes to show that women can do everything because right? we've been forced to. Like, give me those bodies, I'll undress yeah. them. I'll... It's fine. I'll just birth them and dress them for death, too. Mm-hmm. No biggie. Eurasmus is a little acting a little suspicious already, right off the bat. So since the women didn't get a chance to do their usual prep, uh, Shu put Zona in a very high-collared dress. And he insisted on being with his wife's body the entire time she was examined. Okay. So, and apparently the the coroner allowed this because Shu was like over the top dramatic, ugly crying, probably like the snotty, like Mm -hmm. sobby. We know the one. We do. Um, We do. So like just super emotional. And so... The coroner was like, all right. Like, fine, chill, Um, dude. Yeah. So because of this behavior, the coroner made his examination pretty brief. Right, because he's making him uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. There was never, like, a really thorough examination done. The only thing the coroner noted was that there was some bruising peeking out around her neck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shocking, Amber. Of of the neck, I know. Um, So when the coroner did go to kind of, like, take a look, she lost his shit. (laughs) He was like... (laughs) violent yeah. rage like no oh my god you will not like he, so he just completely went into this performance well, of 1897 trying to be protective you will not undress will my not wife sir look at her neck so yes it, so the coroner was like the neck out. is the most beautiful place on a woman's body you know and you will not violate her by looking right. and so the coroner was like i'm out of here yeah for sure dr yeah. nab out right um <laughs> right so he left did not finish 
looking or pursuing because Trout Shoe was so, yeah. like, just so dramatic. But after the doctor left, nothing further was pursued as far as investigating anything. Did he give a cause of death? You took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, sorry. Um, so Zona's death was originally listed as everlasting faint. Can we please oh, bring this back? my God. So... This is speculated to be kind of equivalent to a heart attack, probably, but at the time it was called an everlasting an faint. Everlasting faint. It's a little bit more elo- eloquent than um, a heart like a attack. Sounds like a great band name. Oh my gosh, it's like a easy listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. everlasting faint. So that's what it, that's what it was um, determined, but then they later changed it to childbirth because Doctor Knapp stated that he had treated Zona for her, and I quote. Female problems. Yes, A yes. few weeks prior. Childbirth is a female problem. And so it was um, never confirmed that Zona had given birth, miscarried, or even been pregnant, but they changed her okay. cause of death to childbirth. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I'm starting to doubt Dr. Knapp's abilities yes. at this point. In general, men are just like, oh, we don't understand Those the female, female body. <laughs> so it just freaks me out that they bleed once a month. That's so how just, she died. Yes. It it was we'll the write it off. problem. So yeah, I, I want to I want to see your credentials, okay. sir. Okay, you're so, right. What a time to be alive, right? I know some like, of the stuff how do you when have I read conversations it? at dinner. Well, what? Well, I'm sorry to hear about the passing of your mother. What did she pass from? You know, everlasting the, fate. The fate. The f- the female problems. <laughs> right. It's, it's crazy. And I can see you being like, so d- it was the female problems. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck, guys? So, so I was thinking when I did this, I'm like, you know, let's celebrate how, we have how far not we've been come. Smarter? Like, at least we've come a little. You know. I know, but the intelligence was it lack of nutrients? Mm-hmm. What the hell? It couldn't have been. I feel like they had to have ate better than we do now. So with all of our yeah, processed food. When I read this stuff, I had to keep remembering. Okay, 18, we're in 1897. Right. It's a different time. So word traveled about Zona's death, and Mary Jane who is Zona's mother, was quoted saying, the devil has killed her. And remember, she didn't like Mr. Stinky Trout. Yeah, right. um, From the beginning. So she was the one that was, like, really skeptical. So she was calling Eurismus the devil. Or did she literally think the devil? Okay. Uh, Okay. No, she she In a paranormal episode, I really feel like I need to make that distinction. The crazy thing is, even though Mr. Shu was hand-serving some suspicion... The town didn't really question things, really. Like, how could a guy with five names murder his wife? That just doesn't happen. Right, so, right. Yeah, he's free and clear. He's good. It was the female problem. Yeah. You know, cover her neck up. Nobody right. can look at No, No suspicious activities. But nobody really questioned it except for her mom, um, her mom mm-hmm. at that time. I did get a little bit of information that I think later on people started talking, but originally... Not much was was questioned. So Zona was buried on January 24th of 1897. Uh, she was buried at the local cemetery, which is today known as the Soul Chapel Methodist Cemetery. So, so it's still there today. Mm. She was again over the top of the funeral, sobbing, blah, exhibiting blah, like a blah. range of emotions. Mm-hmm. He was like crying heavily. And then he would go to this like almost manic high energy. So he was just like all over the place. He stayed very close to Zona's body. Uh, guarding it at all times, so he wouldn't let anybody get close to pay their respects to her. He's like, no, you you can't. Okay. Right? Can you imagine being at the funeral? No. Okay. What's up with this guy? He had placed an article of clothing on one side of her head and folded a sheet on the other side. 
telling family and friends at the funeral that this would help her to rest easier. He said, I often rest easier with folded laundry between <laughs> right, with right my head my between head. the folded laundry. <laughs> Nothing is more soothing. <laughs> he had also tied a large scarf around her neck, stating that it was one of Alva's fa- favorite, I'm sorry, Zona. I forgot eh, to switch it. it. Alva Zona. Stating that it was one of her uh, favorite articles of clothing. Meanwhile, her mother's like, she actually was claustrophobic and hated scarves, but whatever, trout shoe. That part I could have got without the, like, clothing surrounding her head. Yeah, I'm not understanding why her face is placed between two bits of laundry. I try to picture myself at this funeral seeing this person with, like, clothing all over their head, and he's like, no, you can't go near her. This is how she prefers to rest. Can you you picture how awkward that funeral must have been? No, I want a bottle of tequila on my right side, and probably (laughs) pictures of my dogs on my left. Okay? So now you know what my wishes are. I will note those for the future. But yeah, this had to have been pretty awkward, even for 1897. Like, <laughs> even in the entire century of awkwardness, it was awkward it for was, them too. Yeah. So, um, can I also make note of the everlasting faint as a diagnosis because we made people wear these god awful corsets? How many they women did die from that? Oh or my like gosh. had broken rib cages and stuff from that shit. Oh, for sure. Just if I had to wear a corset, I would physically die. No. Right, right. I would. I couldn't do it. My wedding dress got too tight, and I had to go into the bathroom and loosen it because I started to feel faint. Oh, my. You you almost like, had everlasting faint. I almost did. And my, I mean, oh, that what a tragic case <laughs> she, that would have been she for you. perished from everlasting faint on her <laughs> wedding day. In, that would have been In horrible. a town hall's bathroom. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> Again, what a time to be alive. Zona's body was laid to rest at the cemetery. Right before the burial, Zona's mother removed the sheet that was placed uh, so closely to Zona's head. She apparently got Shu's blessing to take it, which I I guess I find hard to believe since he was so cautious Mm -hmm. um, about anybody getting near her. But apparently she was able to to get the sheet. She later tried to return it to Shu, but he refused to take it back. And she happened to notice that there was a strange odor coming from the sheet. So, <laughs> God, that's like, never good. Yeah, this never smells mind. Smells a little, you know, fishy. fishy. You can have this back trout shoe. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, um, I won't accept it. So she decides to take it home and wash it. When she threw it in one of the wash basins, it turned the water turned completely red. I'm gonna go ahead and assume she threw it in there without like opening it. Okay. So it's still folded. Yeah, it's still like folded somehow, but Bizarre. it turns like completely red. She drains the water and the sheet the sheet remained pink. So she only assumed that there's blood on the sheet. And she took it as a sign that her daughter had been murdered. So she knew from that sheet that was some kind of like omen to her. She knew okay. in her heart and soul that he had he was the man that had murdered her daughter. Okay. In the, I have a hard time believing that he would have folded the bloody sheet by her head right? and then let her mom take it if he's so cautious to try to cover up his tracks. I mean, I believe he murdered her too, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm suspicious of this sheet thing. I, me too. I, I struggled with that piece because it's like, how did you not unfold it? Um, if a sheet smelled, I would have probably tossed it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So many questions, so many things. As the story goes. As the story. Yeah. So after that, like I said, she knew that her daughter had been murdered. So she started to pray every night very hard for four weeks. 
praying that Zona would somehow return and explain what had happened to her. Oh. So she prayed and prayed and prayed. And then finally, Zona came. Oh. So approximately four weeks after the funeral, Mary Jane saw Zona's spirit come before her. Zona told her mother that Shu was a cruel man. He treated Zona terribly and abused her frequently. Zona told her mother that Shu attacked her in a violent rage when he discovered that she hadn't cooked any meat for dinner. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. This man wanted his meat. I, too, get in violent rages when I don't have meat cooked for me for dinner. Like, no meat? Yeah. We've established how much Charnel loves meat on this podcast. So he was like, not having it. Yeah. No meat, no life. That's right. And... The two correlate right there. They do. do. So Zona told her mother that she broke her neck in a violent attack, and the ghost turned her head around until it was facing backwards to show what happened. Mm -mm. Not today, Zona. No, no, Zona. (laughs) That part was far. Zona, that was too far. Yeah, Mama didn't need to say that. Turn your head back around and see yourself out, please. Right. If I would have been her mama, I would have been like, "Look me in the eye." And I noted in in my notes that I would have soiled my linens. (laughs) I told you. There it is. Kept kept coming up for me. So Mary Jane described Zona's ghost as a bright light gradually taking form and filling the room with a cold chill oh yeah as what i've heard heard a lot of that drop mm-hmm. with with paranormal i'm cold right now but we are in a basement and we'll just tell ourselves that's why yeah mary jane received visits from zona's ghost for four consecutive nights in a row now that mary jane knew the truth in her heart she was determined for justice she was like that's it mm-hmm. she was going down so after the visits from from zona's spirit Mary Jane visited the local prosecutor, John Alfred Preston, and spent several hours in his office convincing him to reopen the case in the matter of her daughter's death. So regardless of the if the prosecutor believed Mary, Mary Jane about the spirit, he did decide to go ahead and open the case because at that point it did sound like People were starting to talk about Wait maybe, a mm-hmm. maybe Shu did. Perhaps this wasn't handled murder. effectively. Yeah. So he's like, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and talk to a couple people, um, you know, about this case. So one of them was Dr. Knapp, who mm-hmm. um, originally did the quick examination. So during the interview, it was discovered that Dr. Knapp hadn't really had the chance to fully examine Zona's body because of Shu's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he pieced the FL and didn't <laughs> right. do his job. After the prosecutor had discovered that, he's like, we're going to go ahead and, and do a full au- autopsy. Oh. Um, a fully deserved we autopsy. We are exhuming her body. Yeah. Um, so the oh, body was was oh, exhumed man. at that point. I wonder, I do this wonder at that point if, they're like, if they were like, are bad. Like, right. You know, they didn't. Right. You know. Oops. Oops. Let me just dig this back up. <laughs> Maybe we should have done this before we buried her. So they did uncover her body from the ground and they brought it in for a full examination on February 22nd of 1897 in the one room schoolhouse of the town. Oh, Lord have mercy. I really hope the kids were not in class that day. <laughs> Please tell me this Stand was after children. <laughs> We got an autopsy Move to do. Move your desks to the side, please. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming there wasn't a lot of resources back in this town in 1897. So this is where the autopsy was performed. That or else it was lab day in science class. <laughs> forget the forget the cats. Right. We're getting the real deal no today. No frogs, pigs, or cats for you. <laughs> so as you can imagine, she was furious. 
He was so angry about this autopsy happening. He tried to object it. He tried to fight it. And it Um, had only been a month since she'd been buried, by the way. So we're still in states of decomp here. Fresh decomp. It's not like it's bones yet. I I would not have envied Dr. Knapp in this situation. Thank you, Dr. Hopefully he cleaned up well afterwards. School has to go on. (laughs) Right. But so needless to say, Shu lost the battle. The autopsy happened. And so apparently he also stated that he knew he would be arrested, but that no one would be able to prove that he's guilty. Undiagnosed narcissist, Uh I'm assuming. For sure. He sounds like he was a little cocky. So the autopsy lasted three days. And it was proven that Zona's neck had indeed been broken. Oh, just like she told her mama. Right? Not only was her neck broken, her windpipe was smashed. Zona's neck was also dislocated between the first and second vertebrae, along with ligaments being torn and ruptured. So after making these discoveries, Erasmus Stribling Trout Shoe was arrested and charged with murder of his wife. Mm-hmm. I should think so. And so there was a trial, rest mm-hmm. assured. She was held in jail until the date uh, for the trial arrived. He did spend a little time in there because the trial didn't occur until about June. I have the date Man, noted somewhere. Even back then it took forever to go to trial? That's funny. Have, I was like, what, 15 people in the whole town? I was thinking that. At the, I was thinking that when I read. I was like, this this part has not changed much because no. it still takes a long time right. to go to trial. How many people were on the docket? I mean, I know the lawyers have to prepare their arguments and whatnot, but dang. They had some time. So while she, she was in jail, he apparently was doing some talking. So more details about his sketchy past started to come out. Apparently Zona was not the only one that she had found love with. Oh. So... Shu had actually been married two previous times, and his first marriage ended in divorce. Um, his first wife reporting that he was very cruel and abusive. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they investigated these things like as they, they came out. I would think for them to be able to get divorced, he would have had to have been very abusive, mm-hmm. and she would have had to have proved that, that. Even back then, yeah, I can't imagine can't, it was easy. Uh-uh. So his second wife shockingly disappeared what? shortly after um, they were married. Wow, um, I'm under s- mysterious circumstances. I'm so surprised right now. Can you hear it in my voice? Right. <laughs> she was also witnessed in jail talking about his wishes to eventually wed seven women. Um, apparently, this was some kind of like sick conquest for him. Ugh. So he was on number three. So I don't know if the ultimate plan was like killing them all. Right. Because the first one, w- you know, was a divorce, but the other two. Yeah. You know, I'm assuming. I'm just not sure why that would be a life goal. Right. Again, some of that like uh, conquesting. I brag about. Right. So he was also bragging in jail. He will never be found guilty because there's not enough evidence to be held against him. So the trial began on June 22nd of 1897, and Mary Jane was the prosecutor's star witness for this trial. Now, he was a little nervous about bringing up all of the crazy ghost stuff in the trial. Sure. So he tried to stick to the facts. Okay. Because, I mean, there are plenty of facts without the ghost story to, you know, prove Yeah, you've got the autopsy. Right. Mm -hmm. You went to work for Crookshanks after killing her. Right. (laughs) Let's not forget about Crookshanks. Yes. Isn't that the name of the cat on Harry Potter? I hope it is. Yes, it's Hermione's cat. The the other side of this is that Shu's lawyer decided that sh- that he was going to try to make a fool out of Mary Jane, so he brought up the ghost stories. His strategy was he was going to ask questions and make her kind of look crazy, 
But it ended up backfiring on the attorney because Mary Jane was a rock in the storm. Wow. She stuck to her story. She did not back down from it. She did not deter from it. Like, she was adamant not to that mention her daughter's everything ghost. everything that her daughter said was true. Was true. Yes. So she, like, destroyed. I mean, true on the, proven by the autopsy right. is what I mean to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she, like, took this attorney yeah. down. Um, and Chewed so, him up and spit him out. Yeah, she, she did. It sounds like her, her story stayed absolutely consistent through this whole thing. There was nothing... You know, as stories over time, you tell right, them they, they change. Change a little bit. Yeah. No. Not Mary Jane's. Mm-hmm. It stayed true. It stayed, you know, consistent the whole time. Mary Jane was so convincing that the judge found it difficult to tell the jury not to consider the, the ghost story as as right substantial well, evidence. I mean, she said her neck was broken and then the autopsy re- revealed exactly what she said. Mm-hmm. So, so how would her mom know that? So it was taken into consideration for yeah. for this case. Interesting. As and this was the first one ever that a ghost's testimony was <laughs> taken as evidence. Yeah. Little fact about this case. Very interesting. So many other people were convinced that day that Mary Jane was absolutely telling the truth. It sounds like the whole courtroom was like, she she's, you know, she's legit. Right. Listen, it's some freaky shit, but I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so because of that, Erasmus Stribling Trout Shoe was found guilty of murder on July 11th wow. of 1897. So Erasmus. this trial did take a little time. Yeah. Um, despite, like, like we look ha- at this. I mean. And it's like the evidence is so clear, but it still took some time to. Wow. Present it all, huh? Mm-hmm. So he was sentenced to life in prison. Erasmus Stribling Trout yeah. Shoe. He went down. He went down. Ed. Ed. <laughs> Good old Ed. <laughs> um. So there was a lynch mob that apparently formed after the trial got over, and they had planned to take him to the jail and hang him. But the sheriff apparently broke up that idea. Oh, the days of lynch mobs. And this part actually amazed me. So I guess four of the lynch mob organizers were charged with, you know, plotting this. And I was amazed because it's like, you know, her her death was kind of like completely brushed under the rug yeah it was but like mm. they were planning a lynch mobbing and, and the sheriff's like no not on my watch right this is serious i just found that interesting that so they were in- charged that is um, interesting i'll so. spend my time investigating this but not the death of a woman right right because she just had female problems that it was just, just those the damn... old everlasting faint yeah yeah i thought i found that a little peculiar so the aftermath of this case is that Shu eventually was transferred to the West Virginia State Penitentiary. He was there for about three years until he died of an unknown epidemic. Sounds mm. pretty. It was probably pretty gross. I don't know. 1897 like prison. Shit himself probably, to death. Yeah. That's what so, happened. Yeah, it was probably not too yeah. pleasant for him. He was buried in an unmarked grave in a local cemetery. Mary Jane Heaster never recanted her story about Zona's ghost. Her story never altered. Never. She never backtracked on it she she stood true to the story until she passed away in september of 1916 wow she lived a really long time she did afterwards so zona's ghost was never seen from or heard from again she came to get her vengeance Mm -hmm. knew her mama could get it for her laid to rest Mm -hmm. so the state of west virginia actually has a historical marker near the cemetery where zona's buried this case is like a big deal there yeah well yeah it's the first case where a ghost has been able to testify right? for itself yeah <laughs> i think that is actually really so cool that they were like we're gonna yeah. you know we're gonna take this as evidence the marker on her um on this 
Monument. Monument. It reads, interred in the nearby cemetery is Zona Heaster Shoe. Her death in 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband, and they refer to him as Edward. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account. Edward, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to the state prison, only known case in which the testimony from a ghost helped convict a murderer. That is really cool. It is cool. It is a little old-timey case that justice was served. But there's a monument for it. Like, it was documented and it happened and... We can post a picture of the monument. It's kind of of a neat story. Like I said, the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, I have to remember it was 1897. Things were different. Yeah. We read it today and we're like, oh my gosh, how, how did they not suspect him immediately? But... For sure, but you know, those damn everlasting faint and women problems. Also, Dr. Knapp, did he or did he not get to keep his license? You know, know, broken broken neck, women's problems. After performing that autopsy in the schoolhouse, I think he redeemed himself. I see. (laughs) Listen, men and women have necks, so this wasn't a female problem because should a male's neck be twisted that way, he too would Would die. Would perish, you're right. The Greenbrier ghost. With some amazing names. We will always remember yeah. Crookshanks. That's my favorite one, I, <laughs> I think. do. Yeah, Crookshanks is my favorite. And and Eurysis, who sounds like an organ that's leaking. <laughs> Which it will now be referred to as. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. A leaky organ. I want to write it down, actually, because I know I'm going to want that nugget of information. You can in. kiss my Eurasmus. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been saying it wrong the whole episode. I might be saying it wrong, too. You're, kiss my Eurasmus. <laughs> and then when people are like, what? You're like, listen to my podcast and you'd know. Oh, it's a good promo. <laughs> we'll use it. Can for we sure. just put it on a shirt? Oh, my gosh. We need Some to. Some merch. Kiss my Eurasmus. <laughs> I you love smelly it. I would wear it. trout shoe. I would wear it. <laughs> So I have a little uh, brain bath, of course, for okay. you. This one is just a, a nice little, nice little easy story. I have to laugh at this guy's mugshot every time I see it. I wanted, for our Patreons, I think that we should do like a contest for best mugshots or something and have people vote. Like, that would be fun. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Best best brain bath mugshot. Something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We, did, we need to. So the title of this brain bath is called Florida man calls 911 over missing beer so many times that he gets arrested. No, I'm going to show that you. That is an emergency. This man looks so sad okay. over his beer. Like, okay. he is disappointed. Oh, that's the sad face emoji. He is like, it's gone. Oh, I just needed more beer. What am Damn I going to do? Like, he looks like he's whining. Yeah, for sure. You guys, he has this that exact face. Oh. Yes. It's the look of defeat. It is. We gotta start gone. a YouTube channel so people can see this. We stuff. do. Yeah, we should post this one. This is like one of my favorite mugshots ever. The article reads: Carlos Bueno first claims that his wife threw out his brew, and then he claims a strange woman stole a few. Either way, cops. That rhymes. I like it. It's like a little poem. Either way, <laughs> the cops, it's now a poetry slam it, it in the is. studio. The cops told him the situation wasn't as dire as what he thought. How is that not an emergency? A Florida man has been arrested for repeatedly making false 911 calls, complaining that his wife had thrown out his beer. That is a felony in some states. To, to make you, those calls? No. You wasted oh, my beer. Yeah. You threw it out. You didn't even drink it. He, like, yeah. He, he dumped he, it. He's questioning, like, I, I don't see the problem. This right. is an emergency. Right. 
Um, Did you not hear what I said? I said she threw away my beer. Yeah. Like, send help now. (laughs) Send a six-pack now. (laughs) Officers called out to his home in West Palm Beach, told, told an apparently intoxicated Carlos Bueno that the situation really was not an emergency and to not call 911 again. But after the... After they left, he phoned again, yelling at the operator that a woman had broken in, into two of his beers <laughs> over the course of four hours. Broken into two of his beers. He was mad. So I think at that point, Carlos, it was like, all right, you gotta, right. you gotta go in. And this is the Carlos that we, that oh, we were left Carlos. with. A sad Carlos. Didn't, didn't you hear? I said it was a burglary, damn it. She broke into two of my beers. Yeah, you know, and it's like, I think that they went to take his monk shot. He was just like, oh, oh, oh yes. You know, <laughs> for hump. It's like Eeyore. So <laughs> we really have to post funny. this one just because it's we do. so I do love sad. that. Yeah. So sad. Plus, we need to spruce up our Facebook page after the horrible exorcism photos that you graced. You're right. Carlos will bring joy to, to everyone after. Yes, let's spread some joy, not some demons. Yes. <laughs> so that, that's that's what I have All for right. you today. I, that was a delightful little snack of a case. It, it was. I it was delicious. That. Thank you for not scaring the ever-living piss out of me you're, again. You're welcome. It's just like you a light. You can do more like that. It's like yeah. a little appetizer. It was. It was. You can follow us on our socials. Uh, remember, we did start a Patreon if you'd like to support our podcast. That really helps us with the cost of running, operating, and our research. Send case suggestions to crimecurious at yahoo.com if you'd like. And we hope that you keep it curious and keep listening. Listening. Thank you, guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.